ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Michael Balco, and welcome to another episode of The Michael Balco Show. Now, in this episode, we're going to talk about the NFL Drafts winners, right? So, like, three teams who I really just think hit a home run with the NFL Draft this year. Um, You know, the draft just wrapped up on a Saturday, and here we are on Tuesday morning, and um, we're going to you know, have a couple days. We we let it simmer a little bit. I really just did some research and uh, learned about all these prospects. And without further ado, here's the three teams that I just think nailed it in the draft this year. First team, the best team, I think, potentially, is the Baltimore Ravens. In round one, the Baltimore Ravens selected Patrick Queen, the linebacker from LSU, He racked up 85 tackles, 12 tackles for a loss, and three sacks in his first year as a starter for LSU last year. Helped lead them to the national championship game. Ultimately, they won. So you add a ferocious linebacker to your defense, makes you that much scarier. And then in round two, they selected J.K. Dobbins, the running back from Ohio State. He had three 1,000-plus yard seasons, and then in 2019, He had 2,003 rushing yards and 21 rushing touchdowns. So you add an elusive running back to a a core that already has Mark Ingram. They're kind of recreating what the Saints did with Mark Ingram with Alvin Kamara when he was drafted. So you got the boom and zoom a little bit there in Baltimore. Round three, they took Justin Matabuike, defensive tackle from Texas A&M. He had 105 tackles, 24 and a half tackles for a loss, 11 sacks, five forced fumbles in three seasons. As a defensive tackle, those numbers are just stellar. Um, yeah, and then all, they had four third-round picks. So the next third-round pick was Devin Dur- Dur- Duvernay? Duvernay, something like that. Um, wide receiver from Texas. In 2019, he had 106 grabs for 1,386 yards, a 13.1 average, and nine receiving touchdowns. That obviously adds a nice receiving threat to put up next to Hollywood Brown. And then their next third-round pick was Malik Harrison, the linebacker from Ohio State. In four years at Ohio State, he racked up 205 tackles, 29 tackles for a loss, nine sacks, and nine passes defended. And then their fourth and final third-round pick was Tyree Phillips, the offensive tackle for Mississippi State. They had great offensive line depth with him. Um, He could potentially be a starter on their offensive line. Tyree Phillips, just a great fit for them. Round four, they took Ben Bredesen, offensive guard from Michigan. Also, really just really good offensive line depth. He probably won't start, but uh, he'll be a reliable backup in case someone were to get injured. Uh, Round five, they took Broderick Washington, the defensive tackle from Texas Tech. He racked up 134 tackles, 14 tackles for a loss, and seven and a half sacks in his career at Texas Tech. Um, those are just really solid numbers for a defensive tackle. And uh, he'll probably back up Justin Matabuike at that spot. Uh, round six, they took James Prochet, the wide receiver from SMU. Um, last season, he tied Justin Jefferson with 111 receptions. Um, to go along with those 111 receptions, that led the nation tied with Justin Jefferson, right? Um, he also racked up 1,200 yards and 15 receiving touchdowns. And then their seventh round pick and their last pick of the draft was Geno Stone, the safety from Iowa. In his career, he racked up 126 tackles, four tackles for a loss, six interceptions, seven passes defended, and four forced fumbles. 
that's about as good of a player and a good of a stat line as you're going to see in the seventh round of the draft. So that's just a, that's just a steal that late. So the Baltimore Ravens were my first winner of the draft, right? Here's my second team that I think just nailed it. Non-biased, even though it is my favorite team coming up, the New Orleans Saints. I really do think they just nailed the draft. And I'm not just saying that because they're my favorite team. I just think they really just kind of did what they needed to do. Um, in the first round, they took Cesar Ruiz. A, uh, he's the top, he was the top-ranked interior lineman in the draft. So he can play center. He can play guard. Um, and he did that for Michigan, and he did a very good job of it. Um, widely regarded as one of, like, the smartest people that, you know, like scouts have even talked to or ever even associated themselves with. So I just think that's just a really good fit in New Orleans. Um, obviously, Larry Warford's contract expires next year. They don't know how much longer he's going to be in New Orleans. The weight issues that caused a lot of dilemma. And um, just his versatility to play center or guard is really just going to add a different level to the Saints offensive line. Um, and then in round three, they got an absolute steal by trading up for Zach Bond, the linebacker from Wisconsin. He had 152 tackles, 30 and a half tackles for a loss, and 15 sacks to go with two picks and three forced fumbles in his career. 12 and a half of his sacks came in 2019. He finished second in the nation behind the number two overall pick in Chase Young. So that's definitely a notable pick. And like a lot of people were just like really just upset with the Caesar Ruiz pick in round one because they they really picked him instead of going after you know Patrick Queen or getting a linebacker that would really help their team instantly. But I think that was the right pick, and I also think the fact that Zach Bond fell to them in the third round, they probably had some inside details that said that he was going to drop a little bit. Um, and the Saints even considered trading up into the second round to get Bond. So Bond was their guy, and they got him in the third round. Um, and, yeah, he's just going to be a great fit, potentially to replace Kiko Alonso on that line, in that linebacking core. Obviously, the Saints don't have too many linebackers following next year. Demario Davis, Kiko Alonso, Alex Anzalone, Craig Robertson, they're all set to hit the market. So, obviously, drafting Zach Bond in round three was a great fit for the Saints. Um, and then also in round three, the Saints traded the rest of their draft and a pick next year to select Adam Troutman, a tight end from Dayton. Um, in 2019, he had 70 receptions for 916 yards and 14 receiving touchdowns. He has a six, he's a 6'5", 255-pound tight end, and he's going to team up with Jared Cook to really just form a dynamic tight end group. And he also, they also have Josh Hill on the team as well. So it's just a really – it's probably one of the top tight end groups in the NFL now. And it really just gives Drew Brees and whoever else is playing at quarterback just a really big target to throw to. Um, he's probably – he's definitely like one of the bigger slash best tight ends they've had since probably Jimmy Graham. And I'm just really excited to see him hit the field. He's going to make an instant impact. Um, and then in round seven, they traded a pick next year to trade back into the draft. And they selected Tommy Stevens from Mississippi State, a quarterback. He's more of just like a six-five Taysom Hill, really. I mean, he's just a tall Taysom Hill. He's the type of he's he can just throw the ball, he can run the ball, he can catch the ball, everything. He's literally just like a guy to replace Taysom Hill because Taysom Hill's not going to be playing as much in the offense or or doing as much as like the stuff he's used to doing. And literally, like the Saints asked Tommy Stevens to send like videos of him running routes and whatnot 
um, before they even considered drafting him. So he did that, obviously, and now look at him. He was a seventh-round pick by the Saints, and he didn't even really start at Mississippi State. So that's obviously a big pick. And then in the undrafted free agents, I know that doesn't really count as the draft, but they, they really did get some steals on the undrafted free agents that I want to talk about real quick. They added Malcolm Roach, defensive tackle from Texas, and they added Joe Bocci Jr., the linebacker from, Missis, or from Michigan State, excuse me. Um, but, you know, they just added two really solid players who I think will both make the team. Malcolm Roach might not make the team. He'll probably make the practice squad simply because of the depth at the defensive line position already. But he could replace maybe Shai Tuttle or somebody else on that defensive line who may not be cutting it. Um, Joe Bocci Jr. is likely to come in and be a reserve right away, play some special teams. He's just a really strong physical linebacker. And I think him and Zach Bonner, are the linebackers of the future. So it's just really exciting to see the Saints pick up some really good players in the undrafted pool, as well as have a very solid draft. An A-plus for me, same with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the Bengals also get an A-plus for me. Uh, the only three teams I really have getting an A-plus were the three teams I'm mentioning now. Cincinnati Bengals, obviously. Um, when you have the number one pick in each round of the draft, it's, it's kind of hard to screw it up, but Bengals typically do screw it up. So kudos to them for really just hitting a home run this year in the draft. Um, you can tell that their front office is starting to make some knowledgeable decisions. Zach Taylor's really having a big impact on that. And I think the Bengals are going to be a team that can really compete in a few years in that AFC, uh, AFC was it North? Yeah, AFC North. All right. So in round one, obviously, they took the quarterback of the future in Joe Burrow, widely regarded as the number one pick. Nobody had him being any pick except for the first overall. If you did, you're crazy. Um, so that's what the Bengals went. Andy Dalton's likely on the way out, probably to either the Patriots. The Saints had a little bit of interest in him, but they signed Jameis Winston, so probably not going to happen there. But Andy Dalton will probably get traded for a mid-round pick next year, something like that. Um, but yeah, Joe Burrow is his team now. It's, it's really just that simple. And then in round two, they took T. Higgins, the wide receiver from Clemson. They got a steal getting him in the second round. He pulled in 135 grabs, 2,448 yards, and 18.1 yards per reception average, and 27 touchdowns in his career at Clemson. He's going to join two 1,000-yard receivers in A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd, as well as the speedster in John Ross. It really just creates a very, very, very good receiving core for a young quarterback in Joe Burrow to help ease his transition to the NFL. And also T. Higgins and Joe Burrow also have a little bit of experience throwing to each other as they were working out with each other prior to the whole COVID-19 outbreak and whatnot. Um, wherever they were working out at, they, I know they were working out together, practicing throws and routes and all that good stuff. So how fitting that they're going to be teaming up together in Cincinnati. In round three, the Bengals added Logan Wilson, a linebacker from Wyoming. He's going to start right away on that defense. Um, he hauled, he racked up, um, excuse me, he racked up 409 tackles, 34 and a half tackles for a loss, seven sacks, 10 picks, five forced fumbles, and three defensive touchdowns in his career at Wyoming. He's just a very strong physical linebacker. He's going to start right away. Round four, Akeem Davis Gaither, linebacker from Appalachian State, he he racked up 201 tackles, 24 tackles for a loss, six and a half sacks, one pick, 15 passes defended in his career at App State. Um, he's a good physical linebacker as well, probably going to be primarily a special teamer, but I wouldn't be surprised if he performs well enough to crack the starting linebacker group. And then in round five, the Bengals took Khalid Kareem, the defensive end from Notre Dame. 
he racked up 108 tackles, 26 tackles for a loss, 13 sacks and four forced fumbles. He's really going to compete and potentially start at a defensive end spot for the Cincinnati Bengals. In round six, the Bengals drafted Hakeem Adeniji. Adeniji. I don't know how to say it, but that's okay. An offensive tackle from Kansas, Hakeem Adeniji. A great, it was just a really great pick for the sixth round. You know what I mean? Um, he's going to, He's going to add really much-needed offensive tackle depth for the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, they rebuilt. They're in a rebuilding stage now, but, you know, he's going to add some depth at a much-needed position. And then the seventh and final round and the very last pick for the Cincinnati Bengals, Marcus Bailey, the linebacker from Purdue, got a really, really – just really got a steal in the seventh round. 324 tackles, 28 tackles for a loss, 14 and a half sacks, six picks, and two forced fumbles. That's just a really about as good as it gets. In the seventh round, obviously, the Baltimore Ravens got a steal in the seventh round as well. But uh, that's going to wrap it up for me today, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, have a blessed day. Peace.